Welcome to another episode of the show. Today I'm talking with Maddie Leon for the second time on this podcast. The first time we did this was last year after he finished the recording process for his upcoming album called Backroad Medicine. He was doing that with Mark Howard at a kind of a setup studio at a cottage um, and they did it over a few days and it was a cool to hear the experience that he went through in recording that um, now he's starting to put out some of those songs and singles in preparation to release the whole thing uh, later this year the latest single is called marigold and i found out that maddie had been um, mixing and doing a bunch of the mixing for songs on the record um, in partnership with josh bowman and so i we talk a bit about maddie's background in history and mixing and um, his kind of direction in writing, producing, and ultimately mixing his own songs and how that can be beneficial. But, you know, you also need a team to work with too. So we talk about a lot of things. Maddie's also a new father, which is awesome. And we, we talk a bunch about that too. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, I have a show coming up on January 24th at the Dakota Tavern in Toronto. And there'll be more details about that on my Facebook and Instagram page. So uh, check that out there as well. All right, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy this episode with Maddie Leon. First, second appearance <laughs> on the show. I was honored. I should have looked. Uh, I should have looked up when we did this last year. But when we did this last year, you were uh, pre-baby. You did not have a child. Yes, you were not with child. Not yet. with child. <laughs> Since then, you're a dad you know, now. It's a, it's a whole different world now. Yeah. yeah. I know. I've already yeah. said this, but congratulations, man. Thanks, that's man. that's a huge step. That's a that's a crazy step. It's a crazy step, and it has been a crazy step for the last. Just about four months. It's been wild. Yeah. Great, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah. Did you have a bunch of people saying this shit to you where you were like, they were like, oh, you you, you and Jackie are having a baby. You're going to, this is going to be. I wrote a song about it. You I did? wrote a song about that. And I posted it like, I posted it like just a, a little Instagram reel or whatever. Um, probably about a week before she was born. And it's just like. Uh, what are the lines like? Don't think about the hours. They'll be wait. Uh, I won't go into the the lyrics, but it's basically just like all those things that people say. You know, like oh, you're dead now. Like your life's <laughs> over. You're dead. Um, <laughs> um, and then it's that idea of like oh, your life's over. Now all the fun's over and stuff like that. But then quietly in person they'll be like this is the best thing that's ever going to happen to you yeah like this is the best thing in your life now everything's you know you've never felt this kind of love and uh so it's like i don't know why people say that to each other it's so like maybe it's just fun it's like it's just I like guess. A fun, it's like when you you know if you go through some hardship and yeah you turn around and then people are just about to do it as well you're like oh you guys are fucked out there <laughs> but it's really well, not and it's you like know? through your 20s and 30s like everybody around you there's like this this mounting pressure of like when are you gonna have a family and start doing this they're like come on like time's ticking and then it happens and they're like oh man (laughs) you don't even know what you're in for it's like fuck you man (laughs) yeah Yeah. where do i win here what the hell yeah i don't know did you feel like i mean yeah this will be a podcast only on uh maddie's baby (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah i don't know for me it's like as someone who obviously doesn't have children it's uh it's kind of seems like one of those um just such a crazy shift in your life it would be it almost feels like you should understand what to do exactly as it happens yeah. but it's totally probably not the case at all where you, know, you, you I, go I would home say, and, so i would say yes and no like it's like um that that like instinct to like want to hold a baby you know how like there's just some people that'll walk into a room and see a baby and they'll be like yeah i want to hold yeah. that baby that was not me. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to hold a baby. <laughs> that is not something that um, I need to do. 
but then when she arrived, it was like really like naturally happened where you like, you actually do want to, that makes sense to me now. Like, yeah. it's like, hand me that baby. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you felt warmth for your own, yeah. <laughs> your yeah. own child. <laughs> That's all it took. I'm glad that it was yeah. like, okay, I'll hold, I'll hold this yeah, one. I'm going to hold this. Yeah. yeah. The other one's, uh, <laughs> this one is, a, this one's a little special. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was shocking though. That just, yeah, there's a lot of things that, um, um, lots has changed. But also, it's like I'm pretty, pretty simple guy to make. Like me, all I want to be able to do is like play songs and do the music thing, and I, I don't need too much stuff. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's been crazy so far, but it's been really, it's been great. And if I can figure out how to balance everything, that's like it's the ultimate goal. That's my yeah. ultimate goal right now. Yeah, it must be hard yeah. too, because as the as a kid gets older, the the way to take care of it gets different. Yes. So you're like, you, get, you finally get into a it, rhythm, and then four years old, it keeps changing. Like, every, oh, like it keeps changing. I was saying to you earlier today, it's like all of my emails for anybody that I'm sending emails to. It's like they're getting them at like one in the morning, two in yeah. the morning. It's like it looks so. It must look so unprofessional, or they probably just think like I'm like drunk sending them these, these emails. Yeah, yeah. perfectly. <laughs> it's just super wasted. Yeah, just typing things so professionally. Just perfect. Yeah. yeah. I get my best work done at 3 a.m. when I'm pissed drunk. <laughs> That's like my only chance. Like that right now, that is like my my time to to get stuff done. Yeah, which has been yeah, it's fine. I've kind of figured it out now, and but she'll change, and yeah. I'll probably lose that time soon, and um, and then it'll it'll be at a different time in the day, maybe. Hopefully. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. It seems to me too. It, just through my my sister, my. I have two sisters, my kind of oldest of those yep. two. She has two kids, like I was telling you. And, and for me, even um, from a third perspective, like just kind of on the perimeter mm-hmm. of everything, being an uncle, it's like, even for me, I, I just see, you know, I'll go home quite a bit, but I'm obviously not there every day. And even take, you know, a month in between or yeah. a few weeks in between, especially at like, you know, those super young ages, it just seems like they change so fast and they learn yeah. so much. And it just kind of puts into perspective how fast uh, – time goes and i try not to think about it because that's super morose and like upsetting is, to be going to a family thing and being yeah. like oh, oh this is <laughs> they're gonna grow up and the then march of time. everybody's Look gonna yeah. yeah you can't it's not healthy to be stuck uh, yeah. on that but it's it just slaps you in the face a bit because it does yeah yeah for like, sure oh, shit, you're five years old now and you're yeah. you're saying words and you're thinking <laughs> about stuff you know you, i thought you were just a little sea, yeah. speechless sea monkey that was helpless i know man it, it it is that it does that to your head too where it's like you can't help but um you can't help but but think about time and just i, I don't want to go deep but but it's like just thinking about your life and the, the people you love and now there's this new little person that that you love and um and it's just it's a it's a mind fuck man like there's there's times where where i'll just kind of you know, she'll be falling asleep and I'm holding her and it's late at night and your mind just wanders and you're like, it goes to, it's just wild. Like you just, um, yeah, it's been a crazy four months of yeah. like a lot of that. I bet. Like existential thinking. Yeah. And um, like we were talking about before too, not just yeah. like, that's definitely something, a big change to life, but mm-hmm. you know, just also through the progression of your music last year and things that have changed yeah. and, um, the new, like, kind of your perspective of it has changed. Like you were telling me earlier with your new record coming up, you didn't expect to do a bunch of the mixing. Yeah. But that kind of came up over the last second half of last year. Yeah. So I feel like you kind of went through a bit of a whirlwind over the last six months. I did, man. Like, it was, um, I 
uh, yeah, getting getting my hands dirty um, in a good way, like mm-hmm. in a really, really good way. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, this new record, I kind of split split a bunch of the mixing with Josh Bowman, who's done a bunch of the singles, and it was it was great, man. Like if if you can do it, obviously, like I'm not a professional mix guy that's doing it for everybody else but also you know there are those people that that it's like it depends how you look at it it's like you can leave it to a professional to to mix it and they're going to get it to to somewhere which you know they're going to get it to a professional level mm. which hopefully you'll you'll get it to um but also like if you think about it as like your creation there's also that other side of things where it's like you wouldn't let somebody else choose the paint colors you know um if you're making a painting yeah you'd kind of do it on your own and um so it's really tough and it, it, it was a lot of hard work um and it was a lot of trial and error i mean i did a lot of mixing before this so it's not like i was coming from ground zero but yeah um yeah it, i i'm really proud of pulling off what, it off. what was your history yeah. of like doing mixing stuff? I can't remember if you went to school for that or I did I did like audio um it was called music technology um at university down in the States. And I didn't really use any of that stuff for a bunch of years. And then the band where we met, so yeah. the the shakedown, yeah. I mixed all that stuff. Okay, okay. So we produced and mixed all that stuff ourselves. And I would say for that couple years, all I was doing was like studying um youtube tutorials books um just doing like a really deep dive into all things mixing to the pat like the stuff that i do doesn't even need the kind of make that kind of mixing right like that's like you know those those big pop mix guys yeah they could do fucking everything like they can they can uh those mixes are like fucking movies oh, like dude. they're insane yeah. yeah 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 um and the stuff that I'm doing, it's like you just hopefully it sounds good, but the more important thing is like the songwriting. Mm-hmm. So like if the songwriting is really tight and the arrangements are super, super tight, then the mixing is just like don't fuck it up. Yeah. It's not like this mix needs to be like Dua Lipa. Yeah. And all this thing needs to hit so when it's in the club, it's like Yeah. It's not that. It's interesting that way too, because I find that those pop songs, like mm-hmm. I mean not just throw them all under that same category, but like like you said, like the top forty ones, the big, yeah. a lot of the ones that are super sampled and have, yeah, like they are our instruments in there, but maybe nobody actually played them. Maybe it was all on keyboard yeah. or something. Those things tend to, you have so many more layers of that. It's and and every second of that three minute song or yeah. shorter, there's something like exciting or new going on. Yeah, where I I feel like that's that's like one of those things in arrangements where people neglect is like songs being super tight and um no room to get bored mm-hmm. like there's something going on something new or but it doesn't always mean add more shit right it's like no it might be taken away dude i've fa- yeah. i've fallen a victim to yeah. that so many so many times and it's kind of i feel like it's one of the biggest things i've really learn to like take a step back and then look at your song again yeah is uh is that it's like okay is there is there something going on with the vocal right here where yeah maybe it just needs to be and could sometimes just be grabbing that little section of a guitar or a drum fill and sliding it over in between yeah. those vocal parts and then now all of a sudden you have vocal vocal focus yeah music focus and it kind of sounds like 
songwriting 101, but it, you, it's surprising how quickly, especially if you are the songwriter and producer right. and mixer, it's easy to kind of be like, shit, I, I, I didn't realize that that was stepping on that. The moment yeah, that's yeah. kind of what the, like a mixing engineer can be for you is, is just sort of a teammate. And if you take all those helmets or hats on at once, yeah. it's hard to, did you find that tricky? To, but I think that's, what's like so good about learning how to record and produce your own stuff. Even if you're not, you know, even if you're just getting, um, demos to send to a mixing engineer, it's like, it's good to get your hands dirty and do it because it teaches you how to like, arrange songs there's only so much room in a song and things to be effective like they need to go in their place like if you're a bass player it's good to like put songs together so you understand like the role and the job that you have to do yeah um if you're not in there and seeing how the whole song works as a whole then you know, like, it's, like, tough to understand that, oh, yeah, the kick and the bass should be punching here, and, oh, they're they're getting in the way of the vocal here. Um, and sometimes if you're not putting the pieces together, like, at a home studio, and just practicing that, mm -hmm. you kind of miss, you miss that whole arrangement thing that you need. Yeah. Because live, it's like, if you're just building songs live all the time for the live show, which is important, um... But there's all these things you can do live that are going to work every time. And then you put them on a recording and it's like, <laughs> oh, man, you've just been doing the same thing here for like four minutes. And um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think it's it's like everybody now that you have home studios, like everybody should at least be piecing together demos just to. Yeah, understand what the hell's going on. Just to be able to look at it and yeah. listen without without playing it while you're trying to listen. Dude, yeah. I did that with my with the first band that we with uh, West Hammock when I think that's kind of where we met. Mm -hmm. I, no, it's totally where we met. But uh, playing with those guys, we had like you said, the live shows were a lot of mm -hmm. fun, and we and we it felt like we were it felt like our music was more well written than it was because we kind of had that camouflage of always playing live, and when you do that, you you kind of have yeah. the energy of the people there, totally. You're, you're, everybody's out. People are drinking. You know, it's a loud band. That's yeah. the guys on stage or whoever's on stage is having yeah. fun, and so you have that energy to the people. And yeah. then next thing you know, you're like, "Did you like that band?" It's like, "I loved that band." And then you can go home and listen to the music yeah. and be like, "This band fucking sucks." <laughs> Why did I like this band so much? And it's one of those I found for us. It was one of those things of not spending enough time, like, yeah, it's like sitting down with a song. And really picking it apart, and mm -hmm. everybody's sitting there like, "Well, what do you? What, let's all. What do we think of this bridge right now? Here, I'm gonna press play. Yeah. Let's all listen. Instead of being like, "All right, guys, let's take another yeah, run yeah. through that bridge and see how it feels." Yeah, you kind of. It's kind of yeah. It's almost essential. It's kind of interesting how people would write back in the day before you could so easily record. Mm -hmm. You know, you can obviously still make a masterpiece, but it almost seems like the format nowadays is too. Yes. You know, because you can you can be one person yeah. and make a whole fucking band of yeah. shit and then put it out and it's like hey tour this right now it's like well i don't have a i don't have anybody yeah. to do it with it's weird just acoustic guitar yeah <laughs> yeah you yeah. like all those full band songs here it is acoustically yeah, that's yeah. basically what i do most of my shows because it's so hard to get a whole it's so band hard. together yeah, i know i know <laughs> no i know um the the original the first ep i did was like i wrote it knowing that i was going to be like the only one out there playing it interesting so, okay and it kind of, it's funny all those songs hold up solo because of it. Is that Signal Hill you're talking about? No, the it's called Terrace. That. Yeah. Okay, okay. It's, um, um, 
but it's like all those songs, like I made them work just on a guitar or piano. And then they still, to this day, like they hold up yeah. without the band, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, with that being said, though, I mean, how many, <laughs> how many, just throwing them under the bus again, but top, yeah. some top 40 songs where you repeat that chorus like 90 times yeah. with the same beat. And uh, if you were an indie artist, you threw that at a playlist, they I might know. be like, this is repetitive. Yeah. But you hear it yeah, on the radio true. all the time. I don't have a song in mind, but, you know, the one it just, like, repeats and repeats the same line. Yeah. And uh, if you saw someone do that at an open mic acoustically, you might be like, hey, I loved that tune, yeah. but you, you fucking sang the chorus for, like, two and a half minutes of it. <laughs> that was a cool part. Yeah. But, I mean, it's so interesting, too, because everybody, if you that's write music... True. That's a good. That's a good point. What do yeah. you mean? Sorry, what's that? that that's a good point that, like... Um, um, some of that the production in well how I took it is like the production in pop music it's like that repetitive chorus they're doing a million different things with those layers right and like they're doing drop choruses but it's all the same stuff on top mm-hmm. um, and you can't do that alone like with the guitar like you can't even write that without the production yeah like um, like nobody probably sat down where those there's one of those songs with like a you know courses that are the exact same and just were was like this is going to be great trust <laughs> me there's going to be a minute and 30 i'm just going to keep doing this um with the dr- yeah but i'm gonna add some shit yeah. i'm gonna add a ton, ton, ton of shit in there ton of shit in here trust me <laughs> yeah Have man you heard of a drop chorus it's cool yeah. it is cool like the only thing that's uh it doesn't suck. It, it's not good or bad or anything. It's just like, the hardest thing or the craziest thing is that how much music there is, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of like, obviously, you know, some of the greatest music that's out there. I'm sure there's some music that's just as good that I yeah. haven't even heard. There's, there's some people will bring up an artist that's got like 40 million Twitter followers or yeah. Instagram followers, and I'll be like, I've never heard of this yeah. person in my life. So you can have all the spectrum of success with it, yeah. but I find that a lot of times it's hard not to chase the things that are doing well mm-hmm. but you got to remind yourself that like it's almost like a needle in a haystack if you if you are seeing someone like post malone yeah doing super well and you want to do that it's like okay great take inspiration from post malone but mm-hmm. just remember that there's like a hundred thousand people doing thinking that. the same thing yeah, that yeah. you're thinking yeah maybe a hundred thousand is crazy but there's a lot of people thinking that same thing and if you're all trying to be mm-hmm. sound exactly like post malone it's not going to work because they're not going to right people already have and he's that. good at it yeah and that's yeah. him that's what he does <laughs> yeah so you got to find like your own yeah. lane but then it's like like we were talking about earlier the sprinkle of this is the music i like to write but i want to be more successful with it so mm-hmm. how do i how do i brew all of these things together yeah and get sustaining with it it's tricky man it is tricky i don't think ever like trying to sound like somebody else ever works mm-hmm. really because there's that person yeah it's like and it's obvious that you're not being, you know, like honest it's like yourself. yeah, it's not you're not being honest. Yeah, you're trying to um, sound like whoever. Right? Yeah, but but as like songwriting and arrangement and people's attention spans and stuff like that, I do think that's okay to think about. Like, oh, there's this extra bar here. Why is it there? If there's no reason, fucking take it out. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Um, um, there's songs, structure stuff that, um. You know, it's like effective, right? It's like editing a, a a novel or an essay. It's like, yeah, you you don't have to do things the exact same all the time, but really, if you edit it properly, it's 
it's going to be tighter. It's yeah. going to hit people harder. It's going to be effective. And so it's like, it, yeah, I don't think you try to sound like somebody, but I think it's very important to yeah. craft. Yeah. And, the, and like yeah. the, the, the craft of it will definitely kind of just flip, like whether or not you're playing the Lumineers yeah. or whatever lady gaga Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know you're trimming all that fat off the song and you're taking those breaks out and who knows you know those bands that are super famous like that get a little bit more leeway almost in a way because people people just want to hear it because it's you Mm -hmm. or them and so well that's the thing about the lumineers it's like crazy they have you know enormous singles like they're yeah their best songs are some of the best songs of the last whatever 20 years or whatever um but there are their albums are full of like, like long songs that are mm-hmm. almost like not boring, but they're they're not what you think of when you think of like hit biggest band in the world. Like totally. they're they're slow, they're long, their their production is all over the place. Like their newest record, the production is like messy. Yeah, like it's like so sloppy and. It, and you can hear the band playing together in the room, and um, you can hear mistakes. His voice is not pitch corrected. Yeah. And you like, I wonder if things are going to go swing back more that way, a, a little bit. bit that way. Hmm. I don't know. It is interesting because yeah. things are at a point where it's just tip top polish, and yeah, uh, and stuff like that gets away with it because it's so raw and and, mm-hmm. and really really well written yeah and a lot of it hangs on that lyric and the mood and the atmosphere of the totally. song instead of the actual like production of yeah how it flows which yeah. is still important in that way but yeah having like a stripped back acoustic song yeah you, you, like the attention is maybe maybe it's on the acoustic guitar itself mm-hmm. or the piano itself but if it's only that thing it's like okay i can listen to more shit what else yeah. we got lyrics yeah yeah how are those how's the vocal melody yeah you can you can kill it like there's a couple of guys I saw on TikTok. Shit, I forget his name, but uh, he he was exploding on there and rightly so because he would just play his acoustic guitar or something and and then he would have this like killer voice and yeah. just killer lyrics and you just find yourself just yeah. got just drawn right in right yeah. away. Some something about it like where it happens. Like you must see it at your shows too. Maybe you don't pay attention to it, but like if you guys started kicking into a song, people are just like. Fuck everything else. I'm listening. This band's tight. I hope so. I, <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. That'd be nice. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just I, whenever yeah. I see your shows, that's what I feel. Um, but it's that cool thing where it's like, okay, I'm drawn into this performance of what's mm-hmm. going on. And then your songs are really well, really, really well written. And then if I go listen to them at home, they're well recorded. And it's like the whole yeah. package. It's like thanks, man. Yeah. Having that is so. It's kind of daunting to anybody listening or anybody going for it where they're like, okay, I want to put out a song. I want to get started on this. Yeah. But I got to fucking worry about (laughs) (laughs) all this other stuff. So, yeah. Well, I do think the... I do think the working on the songs to make them as good as they can be, it's like, it's always a good thing because you see, even if there's like a really, really great band or an artist and they have a great voice and they sound good and you see them live and, and the last thing you want is to go home and be like, Oh, I thought, I thought this was better. Yeah. Like I thought this was, they were so good in the moment, but yeah, it's kind of bland or whatever, mm-hmm. like this lyric. And, um, so if you, if you make like great songs, I think that's like the goal because then you see it every, every at every concert, like you see, 
when when um well we were talking about kings of leon earlier like sex on fire when they play that song it, it they don't even have to play it well yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like it's such a good song yeah that everybody just explodes i saw Marin morris this last oh, nice. summer and she went in she went into the crowd and sang uh, my church i think that's the song mm. and it was like it honestly doesn't you're given like uh, a little bit of leeway to not even do that great a job if the song is that good. Totally. Because people are just like, yeah, they get lost. They get, just get lost in this, those songs. So it's like, I think that's, um, man, writing songs like that would be so amazing. Yeah. Like what? It just fucking made people go mental. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. and it's kind of the, it's crazy too. Cause you don't need necessarily to be, one genre for that to happen like it happens a lot with pop music obviously yeah. like the attention is on the top 40 pop mm-hmm. stuff you're just gonna get more publicity that way yeah if you write those kind of songs but you know there's other people like i don't know i always love mentioning like gregory allen isaacov mm-hmm. he's super i don't know you know how famous he is across the world not maybe not like a justin bieber famous, yeah, yeah. but people still go see him he's he's definitely um successful but he doesn't play anything that's remotely close to what like a pop song would be yeah but people still want to fuck around with that yeah that, that, that's that, cool. that emotional moody yeah. awesome folk music um yeah it's it's cool to see all of the genres do what they do but it almost seems like more and more because pop is the biggest one and that's the quickest escalator yeah. to success that you just see more genres blending into what pop is yeah yeah totally um and i don't know if that's i'm not saying it's good or bad it's that just it's interesting yeah. i and i see myself doing it in a way too right yeah. with writing and not that i don't like what I'm writing and I see myself just trying to write something that could be more popular yeah. but maybe it's just that I I like that kind of music too and it just sort of yeah. creeps its way into how I and I've also started doing way more producing too like you know like we both have as well over the last few years yeah. where starting to put things together way more in your own space yep. um, and just having that power to do it then you realize you're like okay well now actually I can decide yeah. where the instruments go so let me fuck around with this a bit more yeah. and then then you gotta have some structure to it so well and as long as you can listen to your stuff and be honest with yourself then it's like if if you have a piano line that you're putting in a song and it doesn't work and you can say this isn't working then you just go and do it again yeah fix like, it up <laughs> you do it the next week or whatever yeah. and and that's like the nice thing about having the home thing and it's if you're being honest with yourself and you're not just be like ah, i just finished it uh, i'll leave it it's good it's done yeah um if you can be like oh, okay that's not working let's go back let's fix it then it's like it's great yeah but see that you started to dance with the devil a little bit on your last single that you put out well this wouldn't be the first one that, <laughs> that you uh mix yourself right you, yeah. you, you'd already done a couple yeah. that you'd released that i didn't even you just snuck those i didn't even know that you did that yeah which is super yeah. cool but but it's uh what i mean by that is you kind of once you take the mixing into your own hands too because you you know, if you go to a studio and you say, "Hey, let's record it," and then you mix yeah. it, it's out of your hands. But once that mixing is in your hands, it's like, where where do I stop? And like you said, you had been yeah, working yeah. with um, another guy who who he did some of the mixing too yeah. for some of them. But you did the bulk of it, right? For the I next did a, album, a, yeah. This upcoming album, I did a big chunk of it. Um, I tried to like Mark Howard, the producer, has like he's unbelievable. He did such a good job with us, and he kind of, the only reason I I thought of myself to mix it mm-hmm. for some of the stuff was that the way we recorded it 
was very live off the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sound we were going for was like organic. Um, it wasn't going to be perfect, but the vibe was, was all there. So the, the skill of being like a really incredible mix engineer that makes everything sound perfect. I wasn't even going for that. So I felt like I could, you know, with enough time and, um, time and practice and, and revisions, I could get it to where it needed to get to. Um, so yeah, just having like I had um Josh Bowman helping me out with at least like another like a professional ear to listen to it for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, so that was a huge help. Mm-hmm. Mike M- Mike and I were going through the mixes all the time and A being them with you know stuff that we wanted to sound like. So um yeah. I did also um you know the way that Mark Howard works it's we would sometimes use like an 808 to it wasn't like a click track like we would actually build it on the 808 okay um but there's not a lot of click tracks um the when you would do vocal takes it would be like one vocal take right through mm. and then if you wanted to do another one you would do another one but then that then you'd move on um He's working in a thing called Radar, so there's no fucking editing software. Oh, yeah. I there's never heard no, of that, yeah. There's no auto-tune. There's no waves tune. Nothing like that. Pitch, pitch correction. So the whole album sounds like we sound. <laughs> so when so I cool. came here and did it, like I really, um, to get it to the finish line, I, I put those restrictions on myself too. Mm. Like, don't use any auto like auto tune gotcha. kind of pitch correction um don't use a grid like i even told him like i messed around like i'm not gonna put it i'm not gonna do any kind of grid stuff um and i think it i think it really worked out and i think it sounds really good and um i mean everything he gave us was gold anyway so yeah and that made it easy but well i remember the when we when we spoke last well not the last time we've talked obviously since but on the yeah. <laughs> on the podcast when we talked yeah. last you that was one of the things you were excited about was the um the kind of organicness of the yeah. of the setting and um how it all just felt less of less of like, like the energy of recording <clears throat> was was passed through the songs instead of it being like a di into the into the, into the interface yeah, totally. and then you know you just spend like a week and a half going back and forth on different guitar sounds and shit it's like you it was recorded all the sounds you hear yeah i don't know i'm a i'm a i, I don't know an advocate if that is the right word but i think it, there's something cool to be said about you know, those sounds were captured in a place and right. that is forever held in those recordings now. Yeah, and it's kind yeah. of a cool thing instead of it all being digital, totally. you know, like those were the life of you guys doing that is in the song. Yeah, for sure. So is Marigold not to a click? No. No shit. No. I got to listen to it again because yeah. I had, <laughs> you would n- never in a million years yeah. would I have said that. That's well, that, so cool. That's what was so fun about it was like, so that song specifically was, was like the best, it was like the, the best recording experience in my life for sure. Um, it was one of the last things we did. It was, was that the one in the evening you, we were talking about? It was in the That's evening, the but it was like one of the last things. Like, I don't know. I don't know if Mark Howard thought it was like one of the better songs on the record. Mm. I think we did, but I think it was kind of like an afterthought. Like, okay, what are we going to, or maybe he just didn't really have full ideas for it yet. So it was like the last day and 
and he just he brought like a floor tom out and he sat us on couches around the mixing console so we weren't like mixing or we weren't recording far away it was mm. like we were sitting he was like right where you are face the other way the mixing console was like where that tv is behind you like two feet behind you and nelson's to my right and mike's playing a floor tom to my left like three feet away it's got one mic on it um and we're just like playing it all in one go there's no click there's no it's like a me counting like playing on my right hand and then going one two three four the song kicks in um so it really felt you know when you're rehearsing or playing a show or and something just takes off and like it it feels like why you do music like Mm -hmm. it's like it just lifts off that's what the recording was like which was so cool to we didn't have to build it to that it was just like that was a take that was that was um how much would you have added afterwards on that on that track itself maybe like a little extra guitar or something or was it it was like i think an extra acoustic maybe an extra acoustic i think i did an organ on it and then one of the things that happened was when we got home we were moving so fast through everything yeah that it was like i wanted to put more vocals on things yeah so that chorus i stacked okay like i had mike come here do some harmonies i did some extra ones i got jackie my wife to to come down and do (laughs) she's do some yeah she's she's one of those high ones um (laughs) and just to make it make it feel like it felt in the room yeah like um yeah just kind of making sure that it felt as exciting as it did well it's kind of cool because there's like that i don't know who it is maybe it's nelson at the end or something there's a little holler like a little (laughs) a little cheer oh that's mark (laughs) he gets fired up for the end of it fucking got fired up it's cool cool. to know that that's not yeah like whatever i think it's cool to add those things in post and and to make it more fun make it seem like it was at a party or something but like it's cool to know that you went through that whole take and then it's still a live sound and then he does that and it's all it's It's so cool yeah creature yeah that's sick man and it was like uh, I posted, we got a lot of footage from the session and, and like that's one of the ones that I posted like the actual takes of. Mm-hmm. And it's like at the end of the take, it it's like you just knew, you just knew that it was, it was good yeah. and it was like ready to go. It was cool. That's a sweet, yeah. it's, it's, it's a little wizardry in a way because I sp- I've spent so much time, um, doing it the opposite of that you same know, the opposite and it almost yeah. feels like now that you've gone through all of those things it's just uh, it's easier to understand what you're trying to accomplish and so i think so it's, yeah you don't have to wrestle with you're like but i need but i need a click track yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i feel yeah. like that would be so hard man but you guys also play together like you you, you mike and nelson are super super tight yeah um so but it I was would, also yeah. like like mike was doing a thing with floor tom like the sound of that thing He's never done that ever right. before. So like just a floor tom hitting rim shots and so like that was like the first time in that whole session where he was just like, All right, do this and kind of play it like this. And then Nelson was playing that mandolin and it's like it's up it's right handed, he's left handed. Yeah. <laughs> so like three minutes before we started doing it, he's trying to figure out the chords <laughs> that we're playing. And we're just like so we are kind of tight you know as a band and i think we we are a good live band 
but it it didn't matter. Like we were getting thrown all these curveballs. Yeah, um, true, true. You um, weren't playing exactly what you knew yeah. you were gonna play. Yeah. I think when one of the cool things, I'm not against click at all, and I think depending on the kind of song, it's like you build it on whatever is suited for that song. Um, but working with Mark Howard, I'm at least now I'm like completely open mm. to that other thing too. Right. Which is like, we couldn't have made two more different records just the way we put them together. And I love them both. Yeah. And it's cool to know that, Oh, it, it fucking doesn't matter. Just do whichever one works at the, the time or whatever you need to do to make it yeah. happen. Those two in, um, in particular are like in natural light. And, uh, yeah. I, I think, I don't remember if you told me the name of this one coming up. It's back road medicine. Yeah. Back road, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and, uh, those two, like yeah. in terms of how they were recorded, it would actually be super interesting to like, j- just like know if everybody knew exact, cause like the in natural light, yeah. you, you were, it was like recording drums independent. Like you would yeah. record the snare to the, the kick yeah or sorry the snare to the kit and then the kick and then the toms and then put that yeah. all together yeah um and then everything was done so independently and like isolated yeah versus it was like the in natural light was like building a building yeah and piece by piece and um and then this new record is like taking a picture of like something that happened right kind of if That's that cool. makes sense totally that, yeah, yeah that definitely makes sense That's um, cool. um and you love them both yeah, totally. Both work, man. It still just comes down to like the songs. Totally. Like at the end of the day. Totally. Um but it was it's cool to now have that be comfortable doing it either way and being like and hearing it where it's like, oh, that was that vocal was just on a fifty eight and it sounds fucking good. I know, it's crazy. Or you know what I mean? Or yeah. like, oh, there wasn't um 15 mics on that drum kit it was like (laughs) two or like one um and it fucking works and so a lot of the things in your head that you get worried about like am i doing this right like is this professional enough does this sound good enough it's like yeah yeah i feel like a little more comfortable about it now yeah you know yeah i mean you've also got tons of experience in history and and performing and not getting nervous about it and yeah i mean they say it's, there's i remember going into studios at, at the uh like when i first started recording and just being overwhelmed with everything that i just kind of was like, okay hey, i don't know better so i'm just gonna listen to what everybody else says and right. then i have the songs that kind of just get taken away at that point because now no one's there's no ownership on it people are just right. throwing it around at least you know with your confidence i guess in in recording and performing it's still somebody can say all sorts of wacky stuff change this change that but yeah. you can kind of flow with it and, yeah. and then at the end of the day, be like, that's not what the, what I was going for. Yeah. So you still have that power of yeah. kind of controlling what's going to happen because of that experience. Right. right. Like if you were just, if this was your first record and you did it that way, you're like, I guess this is how records okay. are made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 True. True. Yeah, man. That's, that is, that's, I don't know, something to be said in that itself, just like being proud of the music you put out. Yeah. Like you said, like there's been times where not so much anymore, but I don't know, maybe it was because of the time of my life where most of my friends were starting bands and stuff or, or they were in bands that were just starting to tour or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it almost seems like because you know how much work you put into a piece of art that you want people to support mm-hmm. that you feel like you're kind of owed that support. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, if your song's not good, your grandma's not going to listen to yeah. it either. It's like you got to have good material 
Um, and even then, you can't get pissed off at people right. for not supporting you. You got to find ways to, I don't know, either make them want to support you or, mm-hmm. or just like stop being bogged down by that noise. Like I always got frustrated at somebody would post like, you know, you, you bastards didn't come to my show last night. You, oh, some yeah. friends you are, or yeah. or like, hey, I put yeah. out a new song and I don't have the streaming that I thought I should yeah. have on it. It's like, dude, ease yeah. up on all that. Nobody <laughs> owes you anything yeah. of that. Just yeah. just try to get down to the core of what you're trying to do, yeah. and then maybe you'll look up from all that hard work and see that pe- someone's listening or whatever. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, it's that I, ego. I think in you it. can get lost in the weeds too. I think with the well, the ego thing too, and I think the people around you who know you're working really hard. It's like they're not going to tell you what's wrong with the song or like if if a song is good or bad, they're going to kind of say this one's good all the time. Yeah. Because um, they <laughs> yeah. know how much it's going to break your fucking heart <laughs> yeah. if, if they say it's not good. And I think it's important to find people who tell you the truth. And if you're lucky, people that can people that can tell you the truth about your songs and also suggest ways to fix it oh man you know like not just like i don't like this one that's great if somebody actually tells you that but it's like if you can find somebody who's like i don't like this one because of this and i think if you can do this to it or you know so like i'm lucky i got mike now and yeah um gavin was doing that for us and that was really helpful and i've got nelson and um i've got a handful like a handful of people that i can you know, they won't fucking lie to me. Yeah. And it's going to hurt. And <laughs> yeah. like every single time, like I'll send Mike a song like at least once a week. And it's like every single time he suggests like a change at my first reaction, is like, what the fuck does he think he's talking about? <laughs> yeah. No, there is, is something. Fuck? Like, how does he think that? Totally. And then I, once I just chill, it's like, I totally understand what he means. And I like 99% of the time I'm like, he's right. I change it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like a split second of of a just that reaction. Like, you, yeah, like, no, I did it right. It's like, no, I, no. Well, easy. Don't, yeah. Maybe I did it. You know, I don't know what that it, reaction is. It Everybody has that. that. Okay, Everybody good. Everybody has that. Well, because yeah. it's not that you wanted to be right or something. It's just like, but it's a, the, the the important part is, is that you have it. In, you can check it right because you last thing you want is to go yeah. to a, a, a writing session or co write or something with somebody who you're like who passive aggressively tries to make their idea the right idea every time. Or I know and. That's the thing, like, you have to be okay with whatever the best idea is. You have to be okay with it. Yeah. Or else, like, you're dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? It doesn't have to yeah. be your idea all the time. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know what that is, that little, uh, that little, somebody says, I think you should change, or I think you need this, I think this is going on too long, that initial. Yeah. Maybe just because you spend so much time crafting it, you're like, yeah, yeah. What I, Okay. <laughs> no thanks. Yeah, <laughs> but it's important, man. Like yeah. I've done that. You've done that with uh, with me. I've sent you some yeah. stuff, and you're like, "This thing needs a, a chorus." And then yeah. in my head, I'm like, "Oh shit! I thought this was the chorus." And then you think about <laughs> well, it, you're I mean, like, "We're working huh. on a song today, and it's like, um, I mean, chord progressions are changing, ideas or lyrics are changing, and I mean, it happened like probably five or six times in in an hour or two, where it's like a thing that I thought was like good got changed and it's better now yeah because i wasn't like no 
this is how it should be. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like better now because your idea was better, so it's like you go with it. I, I noticed you're yeah. editing verse one still. What are you poking around there for? You stop. We're done there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. Verse I've, one's locked in. I hear it. I hear it like yeah. uh, a lot spoken with uh, skateboarding, which I don't know if you ever were a skateboarder yourself. No, no you're a killer golfer though, aren't you? I was. Yeah, yeah. you. I was. I was. I was. I'm not I'm like the average now. But it's one of those things too. I mean, I mean, all sports, all hobbies, like whatever the hell you do, it obviously takes. There's a you know. That's the cool thing about mm-hmm. doing things is the more you practice at something, the better you get yeah. at it. And that's rewarding, right? And uh, music has got a lot of those avenues, I find. One one huge one I, is... So, okay, I, I agree with that, but yeah. I I only agree with that. Are you saying music's like that? Um, music's like that for a lot of different things, like like accepting rejection and like yes, being told no. For sure. Or, um, and just sort of not being yeah. like not relying on other people for your confidence, I guess. Like if yeah. you like your song and you really do like your song, yeah. then fuck it. Who cares if Well and like you if if you're writing a song that's like a folk three minute folk pop song and you send it to like an indie playlist that's like, you know, um not about that, they're not gonna like it. They're gonna probably rip you mm-hmm. and then it's gonna hurt. Yeah. So like maybe just don't try to put it over there. <laughs> yeah. Just send it to the people that are gonna appreciate it. Exactly. Um no the thing I was gonna say about the music is like when it comes to songwriting yeah i think practice helps but i think practice with other people's feedback mm. helps i don't think like just writing a million songs and and like doing your own thing all the time it's like you you th- does that make sense at all yeah like, you kind of need I, to be you can run yourself in circles yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um Unless you're open to like those edits and changes, and sometimes you need people to to give you that feedback to get better. Yeah, it almost happens a lot, um, like uh, in a peripheral way, where you because you are in a band that's just starting mm-hmm. out or whatever, right? I'm just saying, just starting out because it's kind of the first time you're exposed to other people's music that's at your like mm-hmm. your level of success. So all the other shit you hear is you know funded. It's it's fully yeah. prepared, like on the radio or on on a playlist now and shit. Yeah. So if you're just starting out as a band, the most you're gonna hear shit that's like yours is like you'll go to a show, you'll open for yeah. another band that's got a bigger draw. They've been spending more time at it. They write better songs, and so then you kind of like throw your shit at the wall. Yeah. Then you watch the next sets after you, and you're like, God damn. Yeah. These are really working the way yeah. that ours weren't working. How do I? What What is it about yeah. that that's doing that? And then you just follow that, yeah. <laughs> like line for a couple of years, and then maybe yeah. you start writing songs. If you can better. let yourself be like, "Oh, what are they doing? How can I do that?" Okay, and learning from it. If you're like, "Fuck those guys," yeah. I'm just as good as that. <laughs> yeah. Then you're not gonna get anywhere. <laughs> no, man. And there's been like, yeah, there's been moments like that at shows where I guess you get jealous. It probably probably like for anything, if you're aspiring to do that and you're watching somebody it hurts, do man. it, yeah, you're like, I want to do that, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's super easy to get, um, yeah. to go home and be like, fuck this. I, yeah. Nobody's fucking listening <laughs> to my music. Then fuck these people. Yeah. But, or you can go home and be like, yeah. that song was killer. How can I yeah. hone this? Like, how uh, do I do that? Energy yeah. into inspiration. Right. Totally. Yeah, man. It's that's, that's I funny. feel like just thinking about that now, that's definitely where we, uh, we, we had a lot of moments early as a band when I was playing that stuff where we'd, we'd finish a show where we opened for somebody and we would all just kind of be bummed out a little bit. It, not that yeah. it was a bad show or anything. It was just, we realized how far we had to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just a little bit, not necessarily always discouraging for me, but maybe other members in the band would just get a little more frustrated with it. And that kind of yeah. builds, bubbles it up. And then, I don't know. I found that 
kind of the demise of the bands I played in was just that that uh, that focus and patience mm-hmm. was hard to have in everybody. That's a tough thing to. Uh, I was in like a rock band too, and it's like that's a tough thing to eat is when a band that you're on the bill, if they like smoke you, yeah, like not not smoke you like by anything in particular. It's just like they're so tight, they're so well prepared, their banter's good, they're you know you can tell they've been touring yeah it is it's like oh man like i'm not even close to that yeah like we're not even close um and that's a tough thing to yeah either either you look at that and you're like okay that's where we got to get to or you're like ouch yeah (laughs) (laughs) ouch i'm going home yeah but those are good moments because they they either yeah yeah, you need them because it either shows you well, am I doing something I really do like, yeah. or am I just doing this because of some other, some other phase I'm going through? Yeah. Like I'm just—it's a cool thing to do, or yeah. I just thought I really liked it. But uh, and that, you know, you see that a lot with you know people come in, come they come and go, and yeah. people put out music and then they never put out shit again. And some people do it for a long period of time, but that's that's where I made the totally. switch for my for my shit. Not that I'm opposed to playing in bands or anything. It's just that, and maybe you did this. I can't remember if we talked about this on the last one, but just in terms of having more freedom with stuff where mm-hmm. you you know that's you know you have your music yeah. released under your name but by no means are you doing like every little piece of it no 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 but yeah. uh it just kind of gives a bit more a bit more um less less of a worry that it's this is all of this work that i've done is now gonna stop and i'm gonna have to change directions again right like here's my home yeah, base yeah, that's, that's why this. i did it too yeah it's like the same it was kind of like getting to that age where um not everybody can commit to things mm-hmm. and i was like fuck I, uh, this is, sorry, I'm swearing so much today. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's like, I was like, I, I know I'm in this for the long haul, so I want to make sure, um, I want to make sure it, it it's not going to stop. Like, if it's under my name, it's like, it goes as long as I want to go. Exactly, um, yeah. And now, Fast forward a couple years and it's like very much trio. Yeah. And now I feel like shit. Why is it? <laughs> why is it my name? But um, I mean, I'm still doing the majority of the writing, but it's like it's very much a band, and especially this new record. And but I I feel the same way where it's 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 a tough thing to to put your heart and soul and time and money into something, and it might crumble if yeah. if some pieces fall away you know yeah yeah that's the point in time where i was like fuck this i'm not i'm not you know i'm not doing another record with i uh, just you know and also with the grant stuff too you know you're trying to and then you've got like three four guys in the band or something yeah. and you're all trying to get a grant funding or, or you know participate on social media it just mm-hmm. seems like something that's really hard to maintain if you don't reach a certain level of success by a right. certain point but with um doing stuff independently you kind of it's almost like uh, it's like you know it's like stand up comedy. That's yeah. mostly I'd say like ninety nine point nine percent of stand up comedy is single per- people, yeah, like one person doing the doing the I bit. I think like if if you're if you're motivated and you're you know you can stay positive and then doing it on your own, there is all those benefits. The one great thing about being in a band is like it's like a team. Yeah. And it's like Oh, it's fun, man. It's so much fun. Yeah. And everybody's in it together. And it's not just one person's motivation. It's like you multiply it by four. So it's like 
there's just so much excitement around it. Yeah. And doing it on your own can be a little cold. Totally. And tough. So, like, you have to be really motivated and be, yeah, okay with rejection and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And not need three people picking you up all the time. Yeah. You know? Well, it's like the, like we were saying before, with the energy of what's going into the song. If you got, you know, four best friends in a band writing music, you know, that's going to be, it's going to be different than one guy who has three best friends that listen yeah. to his music. <laughs> it's like, you know, there's some bands like, I um, obviously don't know if they're best friends or not, but there's a band, uh, they, they're called Harbor. And just all their songs are so fun. Uh, Broken the Bluff is another one. Just like chill, but really, really fun and groovy yeah. tunes. And op- you can obviously feel that like those people are all invested in writing the music for yeah. it. And it, it comes out that way. It's a lot of cool. fun. Like you go to that show and like, it's going to be a blast. Um, and it's cool that like, you know, depending on what your roster is for your lineup, you totally have that energy. Um, but with my shit too, like I, I won't write it all by myself. I'll go, I'll start ripping on stuff alone. Yeah. But then I like to have songs that, you know, have more energy, which is funny because a lot of my stuff previously is like acoustic and yeah. but building it up with more band yeah. shit and kind of moving into more pop upbeat stuff but uh that's the stuff i like so i want to find inspiration and people to help drive that so yeah it's like you were saying it's not just yourself in a room until it's done and released it's like i start writing with it and then see how i can you know bounce it off my buddy ty and then we'll we'll, you know throw it over to some other friends and just kind of have like this small crew four or five people of that can help you say like hey listen your chorus needs to hit harder here or what what are you trying to do with this song is it upbeat or is it not you know it's it's kind of nice to have those checkpoints yeah, they're so important, having those people. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And which is nice because you, Mike lives pretty close to you, right? So He's cross, cross the way. <laughs> That's so cross awesome, Hamilton. <laughs> and he's been like, he's been writing songs now more for the last like three, four years. So, you know, it's helped his drumming because he, he's, you know, it helped, it just helps everything when you start writing songs you understand the whole thing a little bit better and um but now that he's writing songs it's like his it's not just oh i don't like this song anymore or he's got like legitimate feedback that can help the song yeah so that's been awesome yeah um um yeah so that's that's gone a long way recently Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then i find like too with recording you can kind of once you start recording you kind of changes your songwriting perspective yeah. a bit because you're like okay i know there's more gonna be more shit layered on top of this you can hear the whole thing yeah yeah even if it's just you on an acoustic guitar <laughs> dude you ever have it yeah. where you're, you're listening to one of your demos and you you know what's in it because yeah. you've recorded it all but you'll be playing it and then all of a sudden there's this one part that appears that's totally not written there but now you can't not hear it yeah and then totally. you're like now i gotta go put this fucking yeah. part in there or it's a harmony or something yeah it's yeah. weird man for and sure then you'll listen to it every time and it's now it's always there yep. you're like well i can't forget it because it's there but it's not actually in the song yeah. it's kind of weird <laughs> that's good though if you can think that way that's awesome if you can get that yeah yeah yeah, yeah then you just close your eyes yeah. and and that makes commuting and driving around so great because you can just like <laughs> listen to demos and like figure yeah. out things you got to put in songs <laughs> it's so yeah that's awesome yeah, the amount of time I listen to my own shit in the car because of demos and stuff, like, yeah. dude, I'm with it. It's like a baby. Yeah, like, <laughs> you are, man. You know what it's like. <laughs> we're coming full circle. It's <laughs> like exactly a little baby like, <laughs> that you made on an acoustic. Yeah. The only one I've actually ever released that's not to a click is uh, Skin and Bones. We did that one take just with a and that did well, couple didn't it? mics. Yeah. yeah, and then and then I'd overdubbed yeah. like a harmony and one extra acoustic guitar, but that that's it. 
and I, uh, like our our um the christmas song we put out this year it was like literally sitting here with the piano vocal mic no click or anything i just pressed record played it saying it yeah it's all happening at once and then i just built the no strings shit. and stuff around it and That's cool. it's just like a 58 and it sounds fine man like it it worked got on some playlists and yeah. stuff and um there's something like if it's supposed to sound like like a guy sitting there playing an acoustic guitar maybe if you do it that way <laughs> <laughs> true yeah it could kind of work it you could know work. um it just depends on what kind of song i guess yeah always does yeah always does you should try it again I, I should. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Maybe this one you should do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you're, you're you're all about no click. You're scaring the <laughs> shit out of me. <laughs> the one thing about no click, if you're singing at the same time, I find um, you don't have to vocal edit. Like you don't have to bump vocals because mm. it's not like your right hand and your vocal are going to be off. Yeah. 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 So it's like it might move tempo or whatever, but you're not like you're what you're playing and what you're singing are going to be locked. Right. You're which on is time, nice because yeah. that's the thing that matters. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and then with that being said too, writing as the song goes, like if you were to write a song that's basically piano chords, lots of space in between, yeah. it would then that would be a harder one, a little right. trickier to do. True. On it. Yeah. I remember doing a session with a buddy of mine. Um, we did like a, a cover tune and it was just him and I singing and then another person playing keys, but it was mainly Space. like spacey and then vocally driven. Yeah. And we started doing it without a click and it was like super messy because yeah. we didn't have much time to go through it either. We probably practiced it a few times and then recorded yeah. it. Um, but dude, yeah, it was it was like, okay, everybody pop a click in and then it yeah. was easy. Then it was totally. like a couple takes and then we but were But if good. you were playing the piano and singing? Oh, I'd be fine. I bet you would be It'd fine. It'd be fine, no yeah. problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was because yeah. the person who, the only person not singing was playing the piano and then right. two people were singing yeah. but not playing anything. Yeah. Um Yeah, man, it's both are really it's much easier to build it one person to a click, no doubt. Yeah. But if it's like the stuff that we do, if it's the right kind of song, it's doable, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Maybe try it. I will. Yeah. I'll, I'll try. I'll give it a yeah, shot. I'll it. think yeah. about it. I'll run, I'll run it through. I'm so obsessed with now, yeah. now producing and putting everything on, making it all so tight. Well, no, well, Northern Lights is like, that's like a really well-produced, shiny tune. Guess what? No click Let's on that one. Fuck off. Nah, man. I'm oh. just joking. Like, Jesus. <laughs> so many samples. That'd be such a bitch. It's like, who's got the time? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like, there's no reason to make that anything but a, a click song. It's perfect like that. It's got to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, yeah. Well, shit, man. I appreciate... Uh, I love jam doing these jams yeah. together. This is our first... Yeah, we got to do this again. I know you had a baby, so it was yeah. a little... You Timing's were a little, a little yeah, tough, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So Marigold is your latest single. Um, before the whole album comes out, Back Road yeah. Medicine. That's the album, yeah. What? Do you have another? Yeah. I think you said you have one more single coming There's out. There's one but... more single coming out in February. Hell yeah. Um, that's like a heavy one. And then a focus track when the album comes out in March. Heck yeah. yeah, man. I'm yeah. S- I'm psyched for it. That's I awesome. am too, man. I'm, I'm excited about it. <laughs> it's really cool yeah. that uh, that you did a lot of the mixing on it, man. That's yeah. really, really cool to know was... now after listening to them a bunch and having no idea you did that. Cool. So now I'm well, going to... I'm very happy to hear yeah, that. Yeah. It was, a, you, it was a busy year. I bet. It was a busy year down here. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I know people, people listen to probably can find you but where's the best spot instagram or something or? instagram 
I am doing the TikTok thing now. I'm on there too as well. Um, yeah, Instagram's like the good one. Yeah. Um, Maddie, I think it's Maddie Leon Music. And TikTok is Maddie Leon Songwriter. I okay. Think. And Maddie Leon Music for Facebook too. Uh, MaddieLeon.com is the website. And yeah, lots of new music coming out and pumped about it. So pumped. So, uh, that reminds me. Okay, okay. Before we, before we finish up, yeah. I did want to ask you this. I forgot. Um, Now that you are, because you've had that, you were mixing so much for the last record, which yeah. you didn't necessarily anticipate. And then mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure how you, maybe it fluctuates too with how you kind of recycle, not recycle, Um, like write new stuff while you're completing stuff that's yeah. written, but is also still new to people who are haven't heard it yet. Yeah. So at this point in your kind of, Maybe it's a little different because you're also raising a new life. Yeah. But uh, if, in this sense, where you're kind of coming to the end of this record, are you kind of thinking about what's new? Are you just kind of writing shit to just keep writing? Or you have something in mind? How does it work for you as you're wrapping up? I think I'm always writing songs. Mm -hmm. Like, um, that's just like a constant. So I've got ideas for batches of songs. Like whether, I don't know which batch will be the next one. Mm. Um but yeah, I've got lots of songs already on the go that are kind of in the can. Um, and there was a chunk of time, like probably like a month or two, where I was working so much to get these songs to the finish line. Yeah. At that time, I probably wasn't writing as much as I usually do. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I'm always writing. I'm happy that, you know, there was a little part of me that I was worried that once once the baby came, like, oh my God, what if I can't write <laughs> yeah. songs? Like what if I've got no time and I can't but um I've I've written enough songs since she came that I feel confident that everything's okay. You can still do it. And yeah. um yeah. 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 Well I feel like that's a worry for a lot of people pursuing a a passion, which it's much more for you at this point. It's not just something you tinkle around with. But, yeah, yeah. But for somebody, you know, somebody, maybe somebody wants to start writing books, but they've yeah. got a full time job and they get off work and they're like, yeah. "I'm fucking dead tired. How can yeah. I even start this thing?" It's like you got to kind of. It's, well, it's just it's nice to hear that you're yeah. like worried about that for yourself, but then you're like, "Okay, well, this is still important to me, so yeah. I, I can do both. I can yeah. do more than." And when I think about it, it's like I'd rather, I'd rather I get a lot more fulfillment out of writing a song than I do from watching something. Right. Um, so it's just like my priorities have had to be distilled a little bit. Yeah. To where it's like, um, where the extra time, maybe I would watch a bit more TV or, you know, mess around on my phone longer or, uh, I don't know. It's like, no, I'm going to work on this song or mm. work on whatever. Yeah. You know, just kind of makes videos. Yeah. A little more discipline and, and, it does, areas, yeah. Just chopping down a little of those. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I do that shit too. Where you're like, I also like, I I had a full time job, um, you know, a little bit ago where I was working at a school, and so, but I was writing songs back then too, and it's like you just find different ways of finishing songs, like whether it's on commutes, yeah, or whether it's doing the dishes and you're thinking of stuff, or going for walks, or you know, you just find there's time in the day to literally all you have to do is think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you can think, you can write songs. So, um, so it's just been where COVID, it was like all I did was sit around 
and write songs and that's all that anybody like you just had infinite amount of time mm-hmm. now there's definitely <laughs> less time much less time um but i'm still i'm still managing to to get stuff done yeah you know i guess that's a message yeah. for anyone listening is that finish, yeah, finish your shit you, you got time <laughs> yeah you <laughs> have time, time. Well, dude, I appreciate you. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. I this little yeah. writing session before this was fantastic. It was man. really good, man. Yeah. I I don't want to speak too soon, but it, that felt like a really good song. Yeah, let's keep working on yeah. that one. All right, man. Yeah. Well, cheers. Thanks for listening, friends, and uh, Matty Leon, check his stuff out. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Matty Leon. You can check out Marigold and uh, his upcoming album on Spotify or wherever you're streaming your songs. And you can also subscribe to this podcast and leave a review there to help some other people find it. There'll be another new episode in two weeks, and I have a show coming up next week on January 24th at the Dakota Tavern in Toronto. (music) 